Hey guys, are you one of the many fathers with sons who have lamented the fact that we've lost a sense of what it means to be a man in the church and in the world today? And also, we've lost rites of passage for sons to become men. I would love to be able to come out and talk to the men of your church on rites of passage, building sons into men. The Bible teaches that God has created men to worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love. And what I've done is built these rites of passages in a malleable way so you can take these, adopt them, or change them to suit your church or your particular son so they can have a clear vision of what manhood is and how to get there. If you would like me to come for a seminar or conference, please reach out to me and we can work out the details. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day today. I am starting, next week I'm starting a series on a theology of Baptist covenant, basically Baptist covenant theology as it relates to the household. So a theology of the Baptist covenant household. We're going to work through that and I don't know how many weeks that series is going to be, but this episode today is going to be somewhat related to it because I'm going to talk about the way in which God has designed men both physically and spiritually in our physical bodies, but also in our minds to be able to be what he's called us to be, uh, particularly the head of household, but as a protector, both physically and spiritually. So we're going to consider that. And I'm going to read a post that I just put on Gab a little bit earlier and been working through this material and, and writing some stuff down. And I want to share this with you because I think it is particularly important with men in our society. We've kind of been psyoped a little bit to think that theological work or spiritual work or religious activity is a feminine thing. And I think there's several factors in that we've talked about before on the show about the feminization of the church. And, uh, you know, Leon Puddles or Poodles has a uh, good book called The Church Impotent. And many books over the last 30 years have addressed, tried to put their finger on the problem of why church feels so feminine and why it is that more men or more women go to church and that kind of thing. But we're going to look at a few things. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 1 and then just talk about the headship, that Jesus is the head of the church and that the man is the head of his household. And th- then this is going to roll into the episodes starting next week on the Baptist covenant household. Let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help. And and then, you know, as we pray and make requests to the Lord, believe in faith that God will help us as we're listening through this and and as I'm working through this material for you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. I ask for a blessing upon it. Uh, lead, I thank you for everybody that's listening in. If there is any man out there that's said the thing that's so common for, for Christian men to say, well, I don't read, or so common for men to say in general, I just, I'm just not a reader. God, you have designed our minds to be able to think deeply and incessantly on things like our hobbies, and we wasted on things like hobbies and wasted on things like like television or sports or even just whatever it may be that we are that we are hyper focused on. So God help us to turn that attention, help that to be sanctified, to be able to turn it to your word and study your word and be theologically minded so that we can be able to protect our family spiritually. We trust that you're going to help us to do that even as we think through this material in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Genesis chapter 1. Here's what we read 
about God's command to Adam. The Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded him, the man saying, you may surely eat of the tree of the, uh, of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat it, you'll, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone, and he would make a helper fit for him. Okay, so that's the covenant of works. But what we find is that God created Adam and called him to work and to keep the garden. Okay, we see it clearly. The Lord God put him in the garden to work and keep it. Now, keep means that the man is going to be required to keep the garden as the garden. This, this is where we get this idea of the man as protector. Every society, just through natural laws, been able to figure this out, that men, because of our design, God has designed us and fitted us for these commands. Adam was called to keep the garden. Therefore, he was designed uniquely differently than would Eve be designed, even though both were created in the image of God. He was designed to fit those commands. So he was to physically protect the garden, keep the garden as the garden, and through the creation mandate, he was to expand the garden, push the garden out from the garden into every nook and cranny of the of this world and of this universe, and he, he fails to do that. That's what Jesus is doing currently, is he's he's taking he's fulfilling the great commandment, or the excuse me, the great uh the, the cultural mandate and pushing out uh, his reign and rule everywhere. So he's he's doing what Adam failed to do. But Adam clearly was supposed to protect his wife. And what do we see? He doesn't protect his wife. The the enemy came in and instead of protecting he let his wife uh, take up the leadership role and to teach him, and he should not have listened to his wife in that moment, and he, he failed to do what he did. Now, this is quite common, especially in the last few years, when people like Michael Foster, Eric Kahn, and uh, the guys out in Ogden, or Doug Wilson, as he's been talking for the last 30 years, as we've recovered an understanding that the physical universe matters, the way God made us matters, that our physical bodies matter as men. And we move away from Gnosticism or this hyper, uh, you know, pietism kind of thing where everything's spiritual, only spiritual things matter, and physical things don't don't matter at all. And what we've been able to identify, and I've talked to you about, is that the, the man's physical body matters, that men are created bigger and stronger than the woman because we are created to work and keep. We are created to protect those under our care. And in 1 Timothy chapter 5, we find that a man, if he does not provide for his family and for his household, which would be the extended household, that he has denied the faith and he is worse than an unbeliever. And a part of that provision that he's required to bring to those under his rule, under his care, is to protect as Jesus protects those under his rule and under his care, and will one day annihilate all enemies, is, is this physical protection. So because we are required by God to to protect our families, to, to keep, he has made us bigger and stronger and faster with the abilities and the competencies to be able to protect. So why, why is it important for a man to be strong? Well, it's important for a man to be strong because a man is created and fitted to do that which we're commanded to do. And so if we neglect to protect physically, well, then we are, in some ways, especially for a Christian, we're looking and saying, I'm not I'm not going to protect my family physically. Well, you are denying the faith and you are worse than a non-believer, whatever category that is. But so often, now, even though we, we've been, uh, you know, hyper-pietistic, uh, in this regard, we've kind of all understood that we are to protect our, 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 uh, our families. Yes, we should be protectors. Um, but didn't connect that necessarily to how we're fitted, stronger, bigger, stronger. So now we, we've got that down. But what about spiritually as well? We are called to be protectors, not just physically, but spiritually. Jesus uh, calls the, the church elders to do that, and he calls the men of the house to be able to answer questions from our wives, to be able to protect our families spiritually, not just physically. And if we are to protect our families spiritually, what we would think then is that we would be uniquely fitted by God 
in our, our minds with our abilities as we are uniquely fitted by God in our bodies physically, we, we should also be thinking, okay, our, our brains are physical. That's, that's material. That, that's matter. And, and we know that men are from Mars and women are from Venus or men are from Venus and women are from Mars, whatever. We know that there's a, a difference in the way a, a, the, mind, the mind of a man works and the way the mind of a woman works you know, the right right brain, left brain thing. We, we know that, for instance, men are uh, superior to women in things like mathematics, and then women are superior to men in other sorts of things as well. So there, there's this uniqueness to the, the, the brain. Well, how this works itself out in the life of a Christian who has a family is, is men, we have to completely and utterly and totally reject anti-intellectualism when it comes to the scriptures, when it comes to the Christian life or the life of man, we can't be the kind of man, you can't be the kind of man that says, well, I just don't read. Because God has made your mind to work specifically in such a way that you can be a spiritual protector of your family. So you you think deeply already. Every man out there thinks deeply about his hobbies, thinks deeply and critically and analyzes information and takes it and puts it and categorizes it in his head. And, you know, just as a one-track focus or a one-track mind, on his hobbies or, or whatever it might be. And what we see physically, we also see in the brain, is that the, the strongest people in the world physically are men. And the best theologians in the world are men. That is not in any way saying anything negative about women. It's just that our brains work differently. That's why rocket scientists largely are men. We've, we, we figure out how things work because we don't stay up, or we, we stay up and we don't sleep and we'll smoke cigarettes and drink coffee until we get the job done or we figure out the problem that we've been working on or thinking through. So in the same way that men are fitted physically to protect, we are fit, fitted spiritually to protect as well. So think deeply. That's the, that's the challenge. That's the charge here today, men, men of our church and any man that's listening in, is that you are the head of your household. And you are going to be held accountable. And this is how it's going to be relating to what, what I'm talking about here. It relates to, so there, there's a type of federalism here that you have responsibility. If Jesus is the head of the church, he is the covenant head, he is the federal head, and then, then we are the head of our families or head of our wives, then we have some sort of responsibility. Now, we're going to understand the restraints that come from our covenant head and the, uh, the, both the direction and the restraints that come from, our, from our, our covenant head in the household of God. And there are things that are not a one-to-one -one from the household of God to your current household. We're going to explain that as we, we look at the, the Baptist covenant family which I think is the is the biblical covenant family we're going to look at, as opposed to the Presbyterian version or understanding of the covenant covenant household. But you are fitted as the head of household to rule those who are under your care in a manner that's not passive or abusive. It's not passive or over, overly dominant, but it's wa walking with wisdom and walking with an understanding of God's word. And you are going to be the one when the enemy comes to tempt your wife or the world of flesh, the devil are in cahoots against your family. You are the one with the theological savvy because you have been taking that critical mind that you use on your hobbies or to think through hunting or to think through fishing or to think through uh, sports or your favorite team or whatever it may be, and you have directed that through the power of the Holy Spirit to the scriptures, and now you're a man equipped to, because you've been working through critically and thinking through critically, your brain has been wired in such a way that you can do what God's called you to do and be a successful head of household. So you've been thinking through things critically. And if you haven't, if that's not you, if you haven't been doing that, if you've, if, you know, and wives, we want our wives to be theologically solid, theologically rock solid, uh, that, that is a good thing. But they are not the leaders of our home, and they don't have the same kind of brain to think through theology the way we do. 
That's why we look down through the history of the church and again, what are the great, who are the greatest theologians? Well, they're men because God has wired us to be thinking through and, and use our brain in that way. He has fitted us and for that which he's designed us or he's designed us and fitted us for that which he's called us to do. So he's made us and then commissioned us. He designed us and then called us. And that's what I want to challenge you with today. Use your mind theologically. You're fitted for it. You, th- this, is, this is what God's made you for. Okay, this, this is what your body is there for. Protect your family spiritually or physically and protect your family spiritually. Okay, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful. It's just a, it's a thought that I wanted to get out there for you today, and I hope it's, it's helpful. And for the ladies listening in, uh, if you heard this, if you listen to this and you think, oh, Jared is saying that we're not, you are missing the point. If, you're, if you are thinking, oh, Jared is somehow saying that, that women can't you know, be theologically minded and theologically savvy. No, not at all. Men and women are different, and we're fitted for different things. And that's a, a glorious thing. Okay, thanks so much. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crypt podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrypt.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crypt, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.